Welcome to the Torah Guide, a podcast where we explore how the Hebrew Bible is all about Jesus and meditate on what it has to say to us. I'm your host, Aaron Dranoff. All right, we've made it to our fourth episode in the Messianic Trajectory series. We've been diving deeper into an animated video series that we made that explores the central point of the Hebrew Bible. So the question we're asking is why this book was written. Because we'll find if we let the Hebrew Bible speak for itself, there is a main idea that encompasses the purpose of the whole collection. So we're trying to follow the natural progression that it sets us up for. Our first step was understanding that the Hebrew Bible was originally arranged into a three-part collection. First section is the Torah, the second is the prophets, and the third is the writings. And it begins with a narrative that continues through the Torah and the former prophets. Then after that, there's a diverse collection of literary works that are all rooted in the narrative that goes from the Torah and through the first half of the prophets. And we looked at the first place scripture mentioned its own writing, To see that one purpose of the narrative is for Israel to remember how God saved them so they'll continue to trust him. Then the next step we took was letting Genesis 1-11 through introduce the story. We saw that it introduced itself as a story about God bringing life or blessing to all of his creation, restoring all of humanity even though they've subjected themselves and creation to evil and death. The Bible usually talks about this with the words blessing and curse. Blessing is God bringing life, and curse is humanity subjecting themselves in creation to death. Then after that, last week we saw that God's first step forward in blessing humanity and creation is to work through Abraham's descendants to reverse the curse that Adam brought on creation, specifically the ground. Now let's take the next step. The next step is going to be seeing how the Jewish people are supposed to interact with the Hebrew Bible. The second place the Torah mentions its own writing is in Exodus 24, and we're going to get a fuller picture of what the Torah is by looking at this this place. God had cultivated Abraham's descendants into a nation, and he'd rescued them from slavery. Now, in keeping with what he promised Abraham, God invited the nation of Israel, Abraham's descendants, into a covenant agreement with himself. Then, after God gave Moses the terms of that agreement, it says, Then Moses came and reported to the people all the words of Yahweh and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which Yahweh has spoken, we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of Yahweh. Then it's going to go on and it says, Then he took the book of the covenant, or scroll of the covenant, because they would have been writing on scrolls, he took the, the book of the covenant and read it as the people listened. And they said, all that Yahweh has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. Moses wrote down the words that God commanded to Israel, the words that Israel was commanded to keep, the laws. And the scroll he wrote it on is called the scroll of the covenant. But the words that he wrote down are the words that you would have just read leading up to this scene. You would have read about Moses going up the mountain and God telling Moses the laws. And this scroll that you're reading, the scroll of the covenant, is contained in the five books that we're reading today, the Torah. So in addition to the Torah being a historical narrative about Israel's place in God's plan of restoration, 
It's also the covenant agreement between the people of Israel and Yahweh, their creator. It's important to see that the Torah emphasized that it contains the entire law code. It says Moses wrote down all the words of Yahweh, and they are all in this book of the covenant, the Torah. We're told that all of the laws are in the Torah many times throughout the Hebrew Bible. As the Hebrew Bible continues, it's going to continue to reference back to the book of the covenant or the Torah over and over again. And so it'll use the word book of the teaching or book of the covenant to talk about the same book. It, it's all it's all synonyms for this five-part collection, the Torah, that we're reading. And all the laws for Israel that they're supposed to keep are written inside this Torah. Not only did Moses write down all the laws, but nobody was allowed to add any new laws. Deuteronomy 12.32 says, Whatever I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to nor take anything away from it. So the Torah is the only valid law code for the people of Israel in God's eyes. There are, in rabbinic modern Judaism today, there are law books in addition to the Torah with more laws that uh, rabbinic Judaism teaches that Jewish people are supposed to keep. But if we're following what the Torah teaches, according to the Torah, Moses wrote down all the words that Yahweh gave him. There was nothing that God gave Moses that Moses didn't write down that was passed down some other way. And there's nothing that the Jewish people are allowed to add because one, it says Moses wrote down all the words of Yahweh, and that's going to be emphasized not just in this one verse, but throughout the Bible. And then in addition to that, it says, be careful, do not add or take anything away from it. So again, the Torah is the only valid law code for the people of Israel in the eyes of God. So at the same time, the Torah contains all of the law code given to Israel. But the Torah is also very clearly not just a law code. It's a part of something much bigger. The Hebrew Bible is a narrative about God restoring all of humanity and creation while at the same time removing evil. The Jewish people are the focus of the story because resolution comes through their family. The Jewish people are supposed to live according to the laws inside the Hebrew Bible, which are specifically all written in the first section of the Hebrew Bible, the Torah. So you can see that there's this very symbiotic relationship that the Jewish people have with the Torah. The Jewish people bring the Torah into existence and are supposed to have their lives shaped by the Torah. And according to the Torah and the whole Hebrew Bible, the people of Israel are commanded to shape their entire life around the Torah. And we could look at so many different moments, but for starters, let's just look at the Shema. The Shema is a well-known Jewish prayer, and it comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. So here's how it goes. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. And you shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. And you shall repeat them diligently to your sons and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, when you get up. You shall also tie them as a sign to your hand and they shall be as frontless on your forehead. You shall also write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. God's new covenant partners are supposed to put God first in every area of life. He commands them to love him with everything they are, and they're supposed to do that by cherishing the words that he commanded them, teaching them to their children, and talking about them all the time, whatever they're doing. And they can find those words all written in the Torah. All day long, a Jewish person is supposed to think about the Torah, according to Deuteronomy 6, from when they wake up in the morning to before they go to sleep at night. This passage teaches 
that the words of God are to guide a person at every moment. The Torah sees itself as the most essential part of a Jewish person's life, dominating even our thought life. Then later in the Hebrew Bible, actually right after the Torah, God reminds Joshua, who is Moses' successor, that he needs to shape his life around the Torah. He tells Joshua, This book of the Torah shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will achieve success. God commanded the Jewish people to love him with everything they are. And the way to start doing that is meditating on the Torah and cherishing God's words. Then the next section of the Hebrew Bible opens with a reminder to meditate on the Torah. And God adds that meditating on the Torah will bring success. And then we'll see that the Torah is actually interested in redefining what success is. Success looks like trusting and obeying God and his anointed. So then the third section of the Hebrew Bible, the writings, the Ketuvim, begins in a really similar way. In Psalm 1, 1 through 3, which is the first chapter of the writings of the Ketuvim, it teaches that the one who meditates on the Torah day and night is blessed and will prosper. And then to tie this all together, in the New Testament, when Jesus was asked the greatest commandment, he quoted from Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Shema. So the people of Israel were supposed to shape their lives around the Torah. And this goes for followers of Jesus today too. That doesn't necessarily mean keeping the laws in the Torah. It means letting what the narrative teaches shape my view of reality. All right, so to summarize what we talked about today, the Hebrew Bible and the Jewish people have a symbiotic relationship. The Hebrew Bible was formed by the people of Israel over a long period of time, and it's about their place in God's plan to restore all of creation. At the same time, it's supposed to have a really significant place in their lives. Really, it's supposed to be their whole life. Our next step is going to be looking some more into Israel's place in the Torah and see how Israel is described as a new model of Adam, a new version of Adam. And then from there, we'll start meditating on what it looks like to make the Torah the center of your life. Let's read scripture together. Joshua 1, 1 and 7 through 9. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of Yahweh, that Yahweh spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the Torah which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may achieve success wherever you go. This book of the Torah shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will achieve success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, for Yahweh your God is with you wherever you go. Let's meditate on these lessons. I'm going to ask some questions. Go ahead and pause if you need more time to think about them. Okay, first question. How often do you spend time thinking about God's word throughout the day? Next, what is one specific practice you can begin this week to shape your day around God's word?
And lastly, what is the first step you can take with God today to begin that practice? Pray with me. God, thank you for making yourself known to us in scripture. Your love for us is hard to believe sometimes, but it's overwhelming. And because you love us, we love you. We want to follow you wholeheartedly. So help us to shape our lives around your word. Give us all the wisdom and understanding that we need to do that. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Torah Guide Podcast. If you want to meditate on this lesson some more, check out the video and reading plan that go along with it at thetorahguide.com. The Torah Guide is a totally crowdfunded nonprofit that makes all sorts of resources to help you read the Hebrew Bible and discover Jesus, including this podcast, animated videos, devotionals, reading plans, and more. And we're able to do all of it because of generous people like you. If you want to be a part of helping people discover how the Hebrew Bible points to Jesus, you can make a one-time gift or become a monthly supporter at thetorahguide.com give. Thanks for being a part of this.